0: This is the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm JD Layton. I'm Emily Maschek. Only on 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. Hello. And welcome to the Rocky Mountain Review, your news talk show, only here on 90.5 KCSU 4 Collins. I'm your host, I'm J.D. Laden, and I'm joined in studio by my co-host...
1: Emily Mascheck,
0: As well as our reporter...
2: Ren Wadsworth.
0: And uh, we've got a bit of a jam-packed show for you today. We're going to talk about, you know, a little bit of... Uh, Denver's having uh, uh, some problems with ozone. It's ranked number 12 as the worst city for, for ozone pollution. We'll be talking about that a little later with a uh, bit of a roundtable, so you can always call or text in and get your feedback there. But uh, we're going to kick it off with some local news right now with Wren.
2: Absolutely. I'm Ren Wadsworth, and this is your local news. The Boulder Valley School District has dismissed students from Broomfield High School due to a threat made on their... Safety System Safe to Tell, according to a Facebook post made by the school district. Currently it is unclear if the threat was made, but threat made was a credible one, but the school released the students with the uh, support of law enforcement. Yesterday, Arapahoe High School was on a brief lockdown after a trip received on Safe to Tell. The school returned to normal scheduling after about an hour after police searched the building and found no threat. This all comes a week after an 18-year-old Florida woman who was infatuated with the Col- Columbine High School shooting flew to Colorado and was accused of making threats before she was found dead near Mount Evans. The Associated Students of Colorado State University has passed a resolution through the Senate aimed at the dog policy on campus, reports Cece Taylor of the Collegian. There. The resolution would petition the Student Resolution Center to change their policy regarding dogs on campus and would allow people to support, to report aggressive animals. If someone brings an unruly animal to campus, they can be cited. The, the director at the Student Disability Center says support animals and service animals are different and that bringing a non-service animal to campus can be dangerous, especially to people who rely on service animals to get around. According to the 2018 Student Code of Conduct, disruptive behavior is defined as engaging in behavior that disrupts or interferes with teaching, classrooms, or other university functions. The senator for ASCSU, who passed the resolution, believes that CSU is not upholding its part of the code. Michaela Surratt, the Colorado State University student whose arrest outside of Bondi Beach Bar was filmed and went viral in 2017, is appealing her conviction for obstructing a peace officer and resisting arrest and suing the Fort Collins police officer who made her arrest for alleged excessive force, reports the Coloradan. In October 2017, Surratt's boyfriend got into an altercation inside of Bondi Beach Bar, which caused officers to get involved. When Surratt attempted to get involved, Officer Randall Klamser forced her to the ground. Clamser was later cleared of any wrongdoings regarding the incident after the completion of the internal investigation. Surratt is alleging the lawsuit that Clamser was violating her constitutional protection against unreasonable search and seizure. Also alleged in the lawsuit is Fort Collins Police have established policing and training policies that allow for the use of excessive force. A Colorado State University professor, Dr. Greg Abel, was trapped and killed, oh, sorry who trapped and killed birds for research on West Nile virus, has been fined by Colorado Parks and Wildlife for illegal possession of five crows because he did not have the required state license to conduct his research, according to the Coloradoan. Ebel was fined $208 for his 2019 license for trapping birds has been suspended. CPW has also issued Ebel a warning related to the 32 additional birds that were being used in his West Nile virus research. Their investigation began after People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, PETA, has filed a complaint with National Institutes of Health. Dr. Ebel's lab studies how West Nile virus interacts with birds who are hosts of the virus and how it spread to other animals and humans. The lab's state permit to trap birds was not renewed in 2018 due to a clerical error, according to CSU officials, in a statement to the Coloradoan. Records show that Ebel's team has caught hundreds of birds to conduct West Nile virus research on since 2018. The process involves catching birds, infecting them with the virus, and then killing them at the end of the study. CSU officials defended Ebel's research as essential for understanding how viruses such as West Nile survive in and spread among avian, animal, and human populations, and what happens when they enter new ecosystems. The American Red Cross will be hosting several smoke alarm installation events among Colorado and Wyoming this upcoming Saturday, April 27th. During their Sound the Alarm campaign, the American Red Cross is aiming to install 2,000 free smoke alarms to homes across the, com- the community. They are also looking for volunteers. If you're interested in helping install smoke alarms and raise funds for life-saving services, visit www.redcross.org slash C-O-W-S-T-A 2019. I'm Ren Wadsworth, and this has been the Rocky Mountain Review.
0: You know, it's it's interesting to see that uh, Dr. Ebel is in the news again because initially uh, we, we had talked about it maybe four weeks ago with uh, PETA raising a complaint against him and his uh, use of crows. They stated it's unethical, uh, infecting them with West Nile virus. Mm-hmm. But I think the most shocking thing that I learned from this article is the fact that it's illegal to have more than five crows.
1: <laughs> I feel like that makes sense, though, because otherwise I think some strange person not saying dr evil is strange but like some other weird people <laughs> would probably do weird
0: things i don't know
2: why is five the limit though i just i yeah, don't that know that is, if it's five why are or you not? allowed to have
0: five crows <laughs> but i didn't know that it was illegal to even have crows in the first place i just i don't know it was one of those things where i was just like it's just a bird it's not I illegal so. to have
2: five but you can you cannot have six
0: strange I, I don't know. It was definitely one of the, the wackier sides of that.
1: Definitely. Uh, I still disagree with PETA, but I guess he yeah. was doing something illegal. So, you know, worked itself out. Yeah,
0: I, I, <laughs> I guess so. And on uh, that note, we will take a quick break before we dive on into our roundtable. If you want to get involved with that, you can always call or text in at 970-491-5278. This is the Rocky Mountain Review. Hello and welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm your host. I'm J.D. Leighton. I'm joined in studio by my co-host, Emily Moshek, as well as our very special interview guest,
1: Jody and Adam Brunges. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. Um, no problem. And so we are here because you guys are the founders of the Fort Collins Police Department fundraiser hockey games, correct? the Blue Warriors blue hockey Warriors. team. Yep. Exciting. So can you tell us just a little bit about what the Blue Warriors does and your premise of your events and the fundraiser?
3: Sure, we are a blue family that we put on a charity games throughout the year. Um, our first game was back in January. Uh, we played against the Poudre Valley Fire Department um, to raise money for the FOP as well as the fire department charity that they, of their choice as well. Um, what we like to do is we like to give back to the community through to nonprofits, um, support local businesses, and show another side of police that, you know, we are human beings, you know, we do have hobbies and we like to to be out there to the community and also help local nonprofits in the community as well.
0: Why hockey over a,
3: a different sport, maybe basketball or something like that? So I'm a huge hockey fan. Um, I've always been a hockey fan. Um, I think hockey has the most passionate fans in all sports. Um, so combining my love of you know, helping people and my my love of uh, hockey. I think that's the best combination that could come together and uh, you know it's just, just the love of both things.
1: Awesome. Well how did you come up with the idea for these events besides the hockey aspect? At
4: some point we were just chatting about like he said wanting to give back to the community and wanting to do more fundraising events which incorporated the two most important things kind of in our family other than ourselves and our son and that is being a blue family supporting our police department as well as hockey. So we sat down and we started brainstorming. We started just kind of talking with our community, finding local sponsors from small businesses and large businesses and just had so much come back to us. Um, we were able to have four games now, raise over five thousand dollars between those four games, um, and, and give back to I think what is it four different nonprofits at this point, all in Northern Colorado. So things are just growing, things are getting bigger, better, more fun, and it's all just with hockey and uh, a lot of excitement, um, a lot of you know fun, family. Uh, events where people can come have a good time eat some local food play some games raffles chuck-a-pucks and um, win some prizes get their face painted (laughs) and have a great night out within their community supporting other people within their community that's awesome
1: and your last event was very successful you
3: want to tell us a little
1: bit about that one specifically
3: sure that one was at the ice house in Greeley. um we played against the Greeley police department who was well on board with wanting to play, um, they actually want to have a rematch with us, which we're going to be scheduling for next season. Um, so that one we raised money for uh, Respite Care of Fort Collins, and
4: Life Stories and Family Advocacy of right, Greeley.
3: Of Greeley, so we raised uh, just about three thousand dollars for that um, for those two nonprofits, um, and it was just a it was a great game um, and a great time was had by everyone that that joined. Cool. So what are uh, what are all the nonprofits you guys work with? Uh, so we worked with uh, the Respiricare, Care, which was our last game in Greeley. Um, the game that's coming up on May 4th at Epic, which is the Adora uh, Pool and Ice Center. Um, that's going to be work, raising money for Crossroads, which is a safe house for domestic violence victims. Um, and all the proceeds of that will be going to Crossroads. So I basically, to be honest with you, I just researched nonprofits in Fort Collins and you know looked at the different nonprofits that we have here in the city and what they're all about and that's the ones that what that we chose as a collaborative group to come together and play for
4: that the Fort Collins team has chosen so what we've decided is that for all future games whichever team that we play can choose whichever nonprofit that they'd like to raise money for as well for the upcoming game at Epic um, Cheyenne Fire Department is who we're playing and they agreed that they wanted to just do one big collaboration and have all of our proceeds that we raise
1: go to Crossroads that's awesome. So can you tell us a little bit more about the event on May 4th? What can people expect?
4: Oh, so basically the event, the doors are gonna open around six o'clock. Uh, the puck is gonna drop at 7.15. We have food that's going to be there provided by G5 Brew Pub of Severance that you can purchase as well as a food truck, uh, the, ga- the gravy train, um, very good food. We're so excited to have them join us. We have face painting, we have raffles and prizes, we have games. Um, we have a really awesome gift uh, that we're going to be raffling, or I'm sorry, I think as a prize for the a Puck from Dutch Brothers uh, exactly. of Fort Collins. Um, Cinemark has also donated some items for us. Uh, we have our main sponsor, Isborn Security, that's going to be there and having some fun stuff, giving away some free concealed carry classes as well. Um, this is a... Open game to everyone and anyone. We want everyone to feel welcome to come and have a great time. Family friendly, it's just a suggested $10 donation. Um, Just suggested. Kids 12 and under come in free. And uh, yeah, it's just a night of family fun while
1: benefiting Crossroads Safe House. That's awesome. It sounds like it's going to be a great night. And then Adam, you mentioned that kind of one of the goals of these fundraisers was to kind of help build relations between the community and the police department. How have you seen that change since you've started the fundraiser?
3: I think so. I think with the uh, especially with our last game in Greeley, I think it really pulled together um, the two you know, the two counties, Larimer County and Weld County. Um, I think the, the fans were so appreciative of being there. Um, they had a great time. And I think, you know, even when we were announced on the ice, you know, police officer, so-and-so, everyone was cheering. And I think, you know, it, it definitely gave another perspective of, you know, police officers and first responders. Because we're not all police officers on the team. We have, you know, multiple first responders. So um, I think it just gives a different perspective. And people finally appreciated, you know, uh, just coming out there and having a good time. Now, how many teams are in this league? It's not, it's not a... Uh, like a a league, so to speak. So, so far we played Puda Valley Fire Department um, from Wellington. We played Greeley, and now we're going to be playing Cheyenne. So we definitely want to reach out there. And I have been reaching out to other cities to come up and play us. And I think now that we're getting out there and getting our name known, I think people are gonna to wanna to come up and teams are gonna to wanna to play us. So, that is great. yeah.
4: And the name is Blue Warriors Hockey. Blue Warriors yeah. Hockey. If you want to learn more and maybe get some more information about the upcoming game, uh, send us an email or a message with any questions or if you'd like to be a part of a future game, you can find us um, on Facebook at Blue Warriors Hockey.
1: That's awesome. Well, thank you so much both for being here. This sounds like such an awesome event. It's really cool that you're doing thank this you for, for the community. Thank you for having us. Do you have anything else you'd like to add?
4: No, we're just super excited. Come on out, have a good time, get some food,
1: and cheer on Fort Collins PD. Woohoo! All right. Well, thank you so much, Jody and Adam. It was great having you.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. And on that note, we will take a quick break before we dive on into a bit of a music segment on a throwback song by our very own uh, Monty Daniels. So Keep that dialogue only here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins.
5: This is your Throwback Thursday music segment, brought to you by 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. I'm music director Monty Daniel. On April 25th, 1974, Steely Dan's hit song, Ricky Don't Lose That Number, was released. This was Steely Dan's highest-charting single, even reaching number four on the Billboard Hot 100 the same year it was released. Co-founder of Steely Dan, Donald Fagan, said in an interview with Rolling Stone, quote, Walter and I aren't even fond of Ricky Don't Lose That Number. It's not a bad song. I think it's well-written. It's just so simple. I just have listening fatigue. It's been played so much. If you have a change of A little-known fact about the song is that the beginning of it features a rare, unusual instrument called a flabamba. This is a variant of the marimba. Much like the marimba, the flabamba has wooden bars, but instead of having resonator tubes it has resonator boxes, which helps contribute to its unique sound. According to an interview with Entertainment Weekly, the Ricky of the title is actually writer and artist Ricky DuCornet. Donald Fagan, who co fronts Steely Dan, met her at a college party in New York despite the fact that Du Cornette was both pregnant and married at the time, Fagin gave her his number. Duke Cornette ultimately decided to, as the song puts it, lose that number and never called Fagan. This has been your Throwback Thursday music segment for April 25th, 2019. For the Rocky Mountain Review, I'm Monty Daniel.
0: And welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm your host, J.D. Layden. I am joined in studio by my co-host...
1: Emily Moshak.
0: As well as our reporter... Ren Wadsworth. And uh, we have us a bit of a roundtable coming up. Now... You were the one who ended up finding this, Emily. So do you want to give us the uh, the lowdown of what's going down
1: yes. in Denver Town? All right. So Denver has been ranked as the 12th most polluted city in the nation for ozone um, in the annual State of the Air report that the American Lung Association released. And apparently ozone is a lot more dangerous than people realize. The executive director of the American Lung Association, Ellen Penrod, said, Ozone is the equivalent of getting a sunburn on your lungs. That is horrible.
0: Yes. That actually sounds super terrifying. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so our air quality down in the 303 is not very
0: good right now. Honestly, I'm not that surprised, though. Even up here in the Front Range, we have terrible, terrible air quality. There are days where I'll get alerts on my phone where it's like, danger, pollution alert for
1: i do get that it's like sensitive groups don't go outside my apple phone will tell me it's like air quality (laughs) is not sufficient for sensitive
0: groups now and and now it's just even worse in denver a sunburn on your lungs that ooh, that's that doesn't sound comfy unpleasant yeah i uh it's got to be due to like the the population growth right
1: um that was one of the things that people are finding um, as well as rising temperatures I'm not quite sure how that has to do with ozone I am not a scientist
0: neither am I but not. I guess
1: rising temperatures and then vehicle traffic in Lawrence cities is a major contributor e- so that's kind of where the population growth is coming in because a lot more cars are being and driving all around and people, more people are using public transport and so their recommendation is don't people, go no driving <laughs> no, no yeah carpooling and using electric vehicles they want people to uh, get on that hybrid train
2: that bike
0: train yeah that bike train for the actual
2: train
1: (laughs) i know there we go there we go yeah um but the good news is is that in a different part of pollution so ozone pollution is one thing but there's also something called particle pollution and that's pollution caused by coal-fired power plants diesel and wildfires and that has been down since 2018
0: so our particle
1: pollution is not as bad but i guess our ozone pollution is much worse
0: bravo for lowering that um (laughs) i guess so yeah what are what's the the number one ranked city
1: the number one ranked city let me see Mm. Um, because it has to be
0: somewhere in california is exactly what i was thinking or new york i
1: feel like it would be more new york is it
2: only in the united states yeah okay
1: yes this is only in the u.s so yeah beijing and whatever's
2: going on over
1: there (laughs) Let's see. I'm trying to... Oh, you're right. It is Los Angeles is the worst city. That city does have a lot of pollution. That makes sense
2: because of all the tourists.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that does. And then... Actually, you're right. Wow. I was so wrong. The first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven are all California.
0: Wow. Wow. So
1: California is not doing so hot. Could
0: we blame the influx of ozone on the influx of Californians?
1: Mm. Oh, Mm. I don't know. Yeah, the only other cities that are not in california that are above us are phoenix arizona and houston texas and then new york
0: okay i can i can understand phoenix because that place is a bowl it gets really bad pollution
1: i have never been to phoenix but i just imagine it is like a 90 degree <laughs> valley
0: pretty much that's not wrong <laughs> um what do you guys think would be the best way to sort of mitigate this in the future? What do you think are, are some of the steps that people should take?
1: Fort Collins is number 24. Number 24? So we're yeah.
0: That's literally in the top fourth of like the top 100 cities.
1: Yeah. So we are, we're not great. But. We do have
0: terrible air quality, but what, what what might be some things that we could do to improve that?
1: Well, I think kind of the carpooling again. It's hard, though, because I feel like in downtown Denver especially, everyone's trying to get to work, and they're trying to get Mm -hmm. to work fast, so no one's going to want to carpool. And most people who are driving in Denver, a lot of them don't live there. They just commute there, so it's like they have to take a car. They can't really carpool because their employees probably don't even live in the same suburb that they live in. At least that's how it is for my family. My dad has to drive 40 minutes um, every day to get to work in Denver.
2: So. I know there's the light rail. Sorry. There, there is. <laughs> I know there's the light rail. that, And there's a train that comes all the way from Colorado Springs. So the people who are commuting, there's that option for them. That
1: is true. The light rail is a really good resource for getting around Denver, actually. But that's kind of the suggestion. Or if you're feeling real crazy, get a
2: Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Bike. Bike. Bike all 40 minutes to yep. work oh my gosh
0: think of the size of your calves by the end of that oh ew. massive I don't like that
2: they'd
1: be disproportional to the rest of me be gross. and be calves, and i'd be sweaty ew i don't know i don't know how i feel about that but because i think that's probably the way to go because our population is not going to go down I don't yeah, think.
0: no, I don't think anybody's willing to leave Colorado. I no. can't blame them.
1: No, it's very nice. Well, and then we keep getting listed as, like, one of the best cities to live in in America. It's a great place to live. Which is Good great. Here. Maybe we should just share this article everywhere so people stop leave
0: moving. your pollution <laughs> Our pollution, our ozone pollution is, is terrible. It is the best place
1: to live, but. I know. Yes. So we'll see. I don't know. Speaking of, I don't even know if I should say this because it's kind of mega shifting gears. But speaking of California being like the worst for ozone pollution, kind of related to that, in climate change, California restaurants are thinking of enacting, adding a fee on their bills to go towards a climate change program.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: So whenever you go out to eat, you'll have to pay that on top of your food bill. It's only 1%. But that could also...
0: 1% percent's kind of a bit. It adds up a lot. It does, especially if you
1: buy a really fancy dinner. But
2: yeah, dang. I don't it's know. It's
0: expensive to live in California.
2: I hope they don't do that in Denver. <laughs> I wonder yeah, sure if that would impact how customers tip their waitresses. I think waiters. it would. Yeah. I think tips would go way down.
0: Oh, absolutely. People are totally not going to be willing to tip if they also have to pay an additional right. tax.
1: Well, that's how... Um, at a restaurant I worked at... That was like a not corporate, family-owned restaurant, so they were kind of able to do whatever they wanted. But they added a fee like that for the kitchen staff, kind of like a collective tip for them. Mm-hmm. And it was just so stressful having to talk to customers and being like, hey, sorry, we're charging you for this. It wasn't my idea, blah, 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 blah. Aww. But people did get, it was only like $1.50 added on, but people were like, what the heck is this? Like, I mean, it's I understand. I, was, I, was, I would be annoyed. I'd be like, I'm already paying for food. I don't want to pay for that. Maybe
2: if it's like the regular in California, people will. That's true. I feel like California
1: has that vibe. Yeah. (laughs) People are like that over there. They're
2: they're already willing to spend
1: a lot of money
2: to live there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is very true. Very true. Well, anyway, dear listener, if you have any thoughts about. Denver's terrible air quality, or maybe solutions to make it better. (laughs) Give us a call or a text at 970 491 5278. That's 970 491 KCSU.
0: I have one solution. Oh, yeah? Let's build a giant fan in the middle of Denver to push the air pollution somewhere else.
2: Where Um, do you want to push it? Yeah,
0: who are we going to screw over?
2: Utah. Utah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We can't. I don't know.
2: Push it towards California. What if it's just a big? Yeah, put it back to Cal. I'm already bad, though. I
1: don't want to make it even worse. California, and just like,
2: who has the best air quality in the United States? Push it towards them. Share the wealth.
0: Yeah, let's let's even out this ozone catastrophe to those who who don't have it. Let's give them some lung sunburns. (laughs) Lung sunburns. Oh, this is horrible. I can't even believe that. Oh, Malone, New York. Malone. That's a long
1: way to travel. And Seneca Falls, New York, Monroe, Michigan, Ottawa, Peru, Illinois, Washington, North Carolina. So not Washington, the state, but the city that's in North Carolina. I've never heard of any of
2: these places. I know. Mount Pleasant,
1: Texas, Salem, Ohio, and Jasper, Indiana are the best air quality top 10 which I've never heard of any of those cities.
4: That's probably
0: Salem, why that they have great air quality is because you have no one. No, yeah, that's that. true. No one lives there. No one
1: lives
0: there. <laughs> it's a mystery place on that. But on that note, I think we'll be shifting gears a little bit. We actually have another roundtable coming up next. Ooh. So keep that dialog locked. We're going to take a quick break before we dive on into that. But as always, if you want to join the conversation, you always call in or text in 970-491-5278 or hit us up at Twitter. At uh, KCSU FM. We'll be right back. And welcome back to 90.5 KCSU for Cons. This is the Rocky Mountain Review, your news talk show. I'm your host, JD Layton, joined in the studio by my co host,
1: Emily Moshek,
0: as well as our reporter,
2: Ren Wadsworth.
0: Now, we have another roundtable that sticks in the same vein of air pollution, but this one is sort of self-induced. So, Democrats are proposing, if correct me if I'm wrong, but a 200%... Increase on taxes for cigarettes and a sixty percent increase on vapes. Yes,
1: this is actually it is a Colorado bill. It was posted on national um, news sites. So at first I thought it was everything, but this is specifically for Colorado. Hmm. But Governor Jared Polis on Wednesday announced a bill to ask Colorado voters to raise taxes on cigarettes, tobacco products, and nicotine vapes. So the proposal calls for a sixty-two percent tax increase on e-cigarettes. And cigarettes will be a 200% increase. So the tax will be $2.59 per pack of
0: cigarettes Mm. on top of the actual price. Well, I mean, and that also depends on the actual price of the pack of cigarettes. I'm sure that's an average right there. Because if you're buying like American Spirits, that's already like like a $12 pack of cigarettes. Is it? something I like that <laughs>
1: i was like i'm, I'm unaware
2: a... i was like oh i thought there were three dollars per pack but... no it's been I a know. hot
0: minute since i bought cigarettes though so don't quote that's me good. on this I'm no not, uh...
2: i've never my whole experience is from movies so... <laughs>
0: yeah well that's that's a lot that's definitely like uh one of the the fastest uh, yes. ways to to get people to stop smoking because it definitely juices the price but is that a bit excessive that seems a bit ridiculous
1: yeah, I know. 100%. The Facebook comments were so angry. People were like, screw you. Like, stay oh, out of my body. They were like, my body, my choice. Don't mess with it. Like, taxation is theft. All <laughs> of this stuff. It was, people were not happy with it. So, I don't know if the bill would pass, honestly.
0: I know. I, I, there's no way I could see that passing. That's ridiculous. And then, like, even e cigarettes, too, 60% increase there. That's like, though that is a relatively untaxed, uh, a group of, of tobacco products as far as well, I, I know. could see
1: that one working almost a little better because the e-cigarettes for the most part are really popular among teenagers, teenagers and yeah. college students
0: <laughs> Absolutely. who don't
1: have a lot of money. So I feel like that actually could deter them from buying them. Especially because e-cigarettes are much more expensive than cigarettes. Um, as
2: is, yeah. As
1: is. So that would increase because what is it? What are the jewels? Those are like $40 or something to get. So it's like Adding on taxes to that would just be a lot. So I could see that working with e-cigarettes. However, I'm like, adults who have been smoking cigarettes their entire lives have a job. I don't think this is going to inspire them to stop.
0: Well,
2: it would deter a lot of people. But again, you have to think about the repercussions of people who are facing nicotine addiction and how that would... Force them into withdrawal, and how that's almost inhumane to expect them to immediately stop, especially for people who are coming from low-income families and can't really seek out another option to get what they need to wean themselves off of this addiction. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel that that's a that's a really solid point because I feel like it definitely like hits people who who are addicted, you know, very, very addicted. And suddenly you're now spending even more of your limited income on trying to pay, uh, pay for this. And it's definitely like putting you back even further. And you're, you're probably more likely to get even cheaper, worse cigarettes that are just pumping even worse things into you. Is it going to kill you faster.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's hard because I, on one hand, I'm like, cigarettes are terrible. Right. Like, we need to get people to stop. But also, I'm like, I guess that's the American person's right yeah. to smoke a cigarette if they want to.
2: I don't know. I feel like this bill is a, like making a lot of broad assumptions about what it means to quit. Yeah. Because a 200% tax increase, that's basically assuming, like, if we make this tax, 90% of the people will just stop smoking cigarettes. Yeah, which is and not that's not going to happen.
1: No, and then people are probably just going to start. I don't know, going back to like black markets, yeah, <laughs> like rolling out their own cigarettes, and yeah, stuff like cigars, yeah, yeah, and it would be all tobacco products too. So like um, chewing tobacco.
0: So it's not just cigarettes that get the two hundred percent increase, but it, they're just talking about increases in general for tobacco products.
1: I'm not sure. Uh, it's a little confusing. The two hundred percent is specifically for cigarettes. I am not sure if that applies to chewing tobacco and other products, but the 62% is for vapes.
0: Okay, okay, because imagine if they they just only do that to cigarettes and vapes, and then people are literally going to just go for other types of tobacco.
1: Oh yeah, well that's what I mean. It's like when you're addicted right, to something, yeah. you don't just, yeah, you don't just stop, you find another way to get it. And so I really don't think that's, I, one thing I do think, I think if you're already a smoker, this tax is just gonna make you angry and it's not gonna work, <laughs> however, I think it could prevent people from starting smoking, which you know, hopefully, all the American Lung Association's ads would already stop you. But um, especially, you know, like a kid in high school, like who doesn't have a lot of money, they're not going to
0: want to send. It's true, ten bucks. What if they start robbing their parents for their money? Okay, well that's probably going to happen.
1: (laughs) but I don't know. I don't know what the solution is for that honestly it's just hard because it's a personal choice you know so it's really the government trying to stop people's personal choices even if it's a good thing is kind of
0: weird yeah it definitely draws this sort of interesting like ethical debate too even beyond just the you have to spend more money but it's like should people be allowed to pick what they put in themselves or is that or is it for the people's public health should they like be pushed against it you know
1: yeah because that's when another facebook commenter said well next thing you know they're going to be taxing alcohol like this mm. and i was like that would drive people crazy
0: that would be prohibition. rough exactly, exactly yeah exactly yeah, i
1: was like it's like the prohibition yeah. kind of all over again and
0: we've seen we saw the repercussions of that it worked not very well no <laughs> i
1: think everyone's going to keep smoking and it's not going to stop anything people will just be angry
0: yeah it's true um if if you are are a smoker or know somebody who smokes, please call or text him and give us your opinion on this potential increase. You know, that's that's a big deal. You can always hit us up at 970-491-5278. That number is 970-491-KCSU. You can also hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to see what you have to say. And on that note, I think we're going to take a quick break before we dive on into everybody's favorite segment
1: what could that possibly be
0: i don't know you'll just have to stay tuned and find out what it will be only here on 90.5 kcsu fort collins and welcome back to the rocky mountain review your news talk show only here on 90.5 kcsu fort collins i'm your host jd layton and uh, i'm joined in studio by my co-host emily moshak and we've, we're, we're sort of winding down now. But it's that time that everybody's been waiting for. The time that I know you can't just wait here. It's time. For the weather.
1: Ah! OMG! Ooh. What? No,
0: there's no, uh, hopefully no lightning in the forecast for y'all. Hopefully only birds.
1: I actually do hear the birds chirping outside my window each morning now. And I'm like, oh my
0: gosh. Yeah, Spring. I do too. I was, you know, I was actually just thinking about that this morning. I was like, man, these birds are chirping and I'm already annoyed and it's the first day that I've heard it. I'm done with it already. Go <laughs> go back to it sleep. It annoys you? Because I'm trying to sleep and they start chirping. I think like it's like so pretty. I'm just like, Oh I don't know. The world is alive and beautiful,
1: thriving. I love the birds.
0: Definitely don't feel like a Disney princess and just want to go back to bed.
1: I like them unless it's a crow. It's like squawking. Ma! Yeah, I've had that happen a few times, and I'm like, oh, my, Lanza. Well, be
0: glad it's illegal to have more than five of them. Or the geese.
1: Them. The geese. Yes.
0: Geese.
1: There's so many geese outside of my apartment.
0: All right. And on <laughs> that note, we'll give you what you want to hear. Friday. Prep yourself it is going to be a nice day. A high of 75 and a low of 47, partially cloudy. Uh, yes. But oof, that's going to be nice. And you know what? Saturday is going to keep up with those nice vibes with a high of 70 and a low of 43, also partially cloudy. Sunday, you know, it's just going to keep on giving. It's going to be nice and 73, partially cloudy with a low of 34. Monday, well, it can't last forever. Mm-hmm. 42 degrees, cloudy, low of 34. And Tuesday, well... I'll give you a little bit of a sneak peek. It's not looking too good. You might want to pack an umbrella and dress a little warmer than you you think you should.
1: Nice tips.
0: Yeah. Well, and if you want to know more, well, you're going to have to come back after the long break and listen to the Rocky Mountain Review. Oh, yes. We want to thank all of our reporters who helped make this show possible. We want to thank Rand Wadsworth as well as Katie Otter. And I want to thank you, Emily.
1: Aw, thank you. I want to thank you, JD, and I also want to thank our music director, Monty Daniel, for her lovely contribution on "Ricky, Don't Lose That Number," as well as our interview guests, Jody and Adam Brungis, for talking about the Fort Collins Police Department fundraiser.
0: Nikki, don't lose that number is going to be Ricky. Ricky. Oh boy, Nikki. Ricky, don't lose that number is going to be stuck in my head all day from now on.
1: Oh, definitely. I
0: know. I. I, I, I'm sorry, dear listener, but now it's gonna be stuck in yours as well. And on that note, we will we will bid you adieu. Up next we have Apex or er, Mini Pop sixty seven, The Source Fields Mix by Apex Twins. Only here on ninety point five KCSU for guns.